All right, this is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. Go! You know what's funny is the different types of poor people. And, and uh, <laughs> I've been several different types of poor. I've been really, really poor. I, you know, when you, you, you have absolutely nothing, I know what that's like. But it's really weird. You have to be careful who you complain around. And I remember one time, and this ha- happened more recently. Uh, and I'm not that poor now, obviously. But but the thing was, we, we were talking, uh, I was talking to a group of friends. And I was complaining because my car currently is jacked up. And I have to get a new engine put in. And I'm complaining about, you know, putting the money out for that. I'm going, man, this damn car, I don't have a car for a few days. Yeah, it might even be a week, you know, because I have to get the parts, this, that, blah, 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 blah. And I was just making conversation because one of my friends saw me in the cab and asked why. I wasn't really complaining. I was just answering the question. So the next guy thinks apparently that it's a whose life sucks contest. And he comes right in with his, yeah, man, you know, uh. I got to get surgery on my leg, man. Life is horrible, man. You know, it's really hard when you can't really walk around. You know, I'm going to have to do rehab. And then the next guy's complaining. Yeah, you know what? It's really bad for me, too, man, because there was a storm in my lights, but now for a month. And it, it, every person was was going further and further down the my life sucks train. And, of course, there's always the killer. You know, my other friend, he's from Nigeria. And, and it's like he just sat there looking at everybody. And I could see the look in his face like, I can't believe these fools are complaining about this bullshit. I'm going to let them all finish, and then I am going to finish them off. And they're all, and then this is bad for me, and then this is bad for me. And then we looked at him, and he looked at us, and he goes, I understand problems. You're talking about problems. I will tell you about problems. You see, when I was a young man in my village, we had to sleep under a tree. And if you're talking about problems, we had to watch people chop off our arms and eat them in front of us. And then we had to clean up the bones. See that long silence I just did? That's what the room was like. Everybody's like, damn, man. Really? You had to take it there? We're just talking about shit that we can't buy. And you go into, and first of all, you lying because you got both your arms now, you piece of shit. And he goes, Oh, I guess I should have been better prepared to lie to you people. Yeah, you should have, motherfucker. <laughs> they cursed his ass out. And I was laughing hysterically uh, because I was sitting there going, I said, do you realize what we just did here? We, we ba- I just started out telling you the truth about what happened to my car. And then it turned into this, my life sucks train. And every one of you was trying to top everybody else. And then he just kind of sat back there and topped you all with this bullshit story. You know, you you guys started the shit. I just was just telling you what happened in my car. You know, because it happens sometimes. You you forget that you know there's always somebody worse off than you. You know, because there's different types of poor. Like I said, I've been several different different types of poor. You know, there's 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 let's say like the the lowest level of poor is always poor. You know, that's someone that really just has nothing. You know, I mean, maybe they're living on the street or, or maybe they're living in a shelter. They just have nothing. They have no real home. And that's, that's, and that's, that's pretty bad. And, and if you, and like, like he, the guy from Nigeria, I mean, some of the stuff he's talked about was true, but he kind of embellished it to, 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 in his mind, win the, win the, the bad story battle. So he did have a, the worst story of everyone. But in America, the worst kind of poor is that, you know, you just don't have a place to stay. You live in the shelter, you live in the street, whatever it is. Then the next level up is the kind of poor where you have a place, kinda, 
and you're always on the edge of losing it. Oh, oh, I can't do this. I got to make sure that I, I, I can't lose the house. I have to do everything. I have to, you got to sell your car. You got to do that. You know, you do anything just to keep the house. But there's a lot of people, the middle class people are what I like to refer to as plate spinning poor. You understand what I'm saying? Now, if you don't know what I mean, I, I saw a variety show for, I think it was Ed Sullivan. It was, you know, some stuff before my time. But it was a, one of those variety show, Ed Sullivan uh, anniversary type deals. And I saw a plate spinner. And a plate spinner is is a variety act where they had several vertical poles attached to this table with rubber tips on them, on the top of the pole, vertical poles. And on each pole was a plate. He would take a plate, balance it on the tip, and spin it to the point where the speed of the of the plate spinning would keep it balanced perfectly on the pole. And say there were 10 or 15 poles. He would go to each pole and spin a plate on top of each pole and to the point where he was trying to make sure that they all had a spinning plate on the top of the pole. Now, while he was trying to do this, a mu music would start. And there would always be some music like... And the music had a certain duration. And his goal was to keep these plates spinning on all of these poles for the duration of the song. So, of course, because there were so many poles, he had to run from pole to pole, making sure each individual plate would stay spinning and not fall off the pole. But because he was doing it at different times, they had different speeds and would slow down at different rates. So he had to randomly run back and forth to spin this. Oh, this pole's about to fall down. I better spin it. Oh, no, not that one. And it's the same thing when you're middle class now. All these poles are basically your bills and the aspects of your life that money has a complete control over. You know, you're putting, making sure the light bill plate is spinning. Then you look to the light. Oh, crap. Car payment. The car payment plate is about to fall off. You got to run down there and you got to spend that one really quickly. You take a breath. Oh, God. You look over. College fund. Oh, shit. The college fund plate's about to go down. You got to run down there and spend that one. And that's what it's like being middle class. Trust me. I know. You are a plate, you are plate spinning poor. You know? And that music gets more frantic and you're spinning and spinning and spinning. And that music basically is your lifespan. That's what it is. You know there's a certain duration and you have to keep these plates spinning until that music stops. Because when the music stops, you don't give a shit if the plates fall down. Your job is to keep the plates spinning while the music was playing. And it's the same thing in your life. Right? When you're dead, you don't give a fuck if the plates fall down. By that time, everybody whose plate you were spinning, you were spinning those plates for... They got their own plates. It's not about your plates anymore. Now your sons and daughters are all, oh shit. Now they got their plates to spend. <laughs> you know? Or hopefully, hopefully they'll get to the point where they'll be raised up a financial level and they won't have to spend the plates like you spend them. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll even be rich and they won't have sticks at all. They just take the fucking sticks off. The, get these fucking sticks off the table. Put the plates on the table and put some quail on the plates. If it wasn't for my dad and my mom spinning them plates when we were younger, I'd be spinning plates. But now I don't have to spin plates. Now I can put the plates right on the fucking table and throw those sticks out. Because that's what you want to do. You want to spin your plates so the people that come after you don't have to spin plates. But unfortunately now, the way things are, Everybody's spinning plates, <laughs> you know, and that's and that's and that's what's going on. Like I said, most of us are plate spinning poor, and hopefully one day, uh, for me, of course, hopefully one day for me, and hopefully one day for you, we will not be spinning plates. You'll be putting the plates on the fucking table, putting some quail on the plate, 
okay, that's disgusting. I don't like quail. I'd rather have, you know, maybe put a cheeseburger on the plate. That's better for me. Put a damn cheeseburger. I'm not eating any quail. Fuck that shit. That's disgusting. I don't like quail. Put the burger on the plate, and then we'll sit down and relax. And reminisce about the days when we used to have to spin these plates on sticks. And how much it sucked. And how nice it is to be able to sit down and eat off these plates and not have to hear that damn music playing in the background. Unless somebody buys something that they shouldn't buy and all of a sudden, really low in the background, you hear this. You're like, hey, wait a second. I started to hear that damn music. How much money did you spend on that damn, on the damn thing you bought just now? You better take that shit back. Call the credit card company. Wait a minute, I heard it again. What did you buy? Damn it, get everybody to the table. We're going to have to have a meeting about all these damn purchases because I'm starting to hear that damn music again. Hell no. You know what? People always talk about you should face reality, and I think that's the truth. You know, because everybody thinks reality is a harsh thing, and I think reality is only a harsh thing if you if you label it that way, if you think of it that way. I think basically reality is is a really good friend. Because it will tell you the truth, whether you want to know the truth or not, you know? And sometimes you have a friend like that. Do I look fat in this? Hell yeah, you look fat in it. That's why I keep trying to get you to go to the gym, you fat bastard. Now, and keep in mind, reality isn't a person in this in this scenario. It's just a reality. You know, you look at a man and you go, you know what, I'm fat. I'm not going to stop being offended by people who say that I'm fat. I am actually fat. It's not a, a negative, it just is. And I need to work out and eat right and get in shape. That's what reality, your friend reality will tell you that. Am I good enough to do that? Nope. No, you're not. Calm down. You are too old and too short to do that job. I don't think the Lakers need a center your age and your size. Okay? You'll never, it's never going to happen. You're a great guy, but that shit, not going to happen. Find the dream that isn't stupid. Reality. It's a good friend. Reality will tell, reality will tell you how old you are. You know? Cause there'll be times when you just lie to yourself that you're, that you're still young. You know, you play basketball with your nephew and he's playing and you're playing and you're trying to defend him and he's whooping your ass. And he's actually taking it easy on you because he loves you. And he's still whipping your ass. Hey, Unc, you alright? Yeah, I'm cool. Uh, do me a favor. Um, I think my balls just fell off and my eye rolled out. Could you help me find my eye? My eye is gone. There's nothing wrong with your eye, Unc. You're okay. You're fine. We're in the emergency room now. That was just a, that was just a dream because of the lack of oxygen when you couldn't breathe after the seven minutes of playing basketball. Seven minutes? Oh, man, I'm in better shape than I thought. <laughs> Reality. I remember the first time a hot girl called me sir now i'm not old yet but she called me sir she was i don't know 20 21 18 19 whatever it was she called me sir and i remember when that girl would be the one i would be dating but she called me sir and was polite to me and there was no sex vibe at all no vibe where like yeah he's he's cute none of that and I realized, dude, you're not young. You're not old yet. You're not even close to old, but you're not young anymore. Young is in the rearview mirror. Look in your rearview mirror. You see that right there? That's young. If you notice, it's in the rearview mirror. It's not in the back seat. 
It's not in the car with you. It's back there, and you're driving away from it. You're not young anymore. You start deluding yourself sometimes. Reality will, will kick. Sometimes reality is a little little busy. It's doing something else. But it'll eventually catch up to you and tell you what you what the hell happened. Because I remember there was the same same girls, and I'm kind of bummed out. She called me sir, and I was like, oh, man. And then I heard her talking to her friends, and she goes, you know that guy I was talking to? Yeah. The black guy? Yeah. You know what? He's old, but you know what? He's cute. He could still get it. Now, all I heard from that is cute and could still get it. So I was like, yeah, ha-ha. Yeah, still, yeah, I'm still the man. Ha-ha. Woo! Got in my car and drove off. Yeah. Beautiful young women think I'm still cute and could get it. And the reality is standing on my side of the road. Hey, 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 pick me up. And I pulled over and picked up reality. And reality got in the car next to me. Said, okay, uh, I missed some stuff. I was sorry. I was telling some guy that, uh, his wife knows that she's boning someone else and she's about to take his money. Was hit the, not his money, but the money. And, uh, I just told some lady that she's actually pregnant, even though she's 50. So um, I had some stuff to do. So you tell me what happened with you. Well, reality, you're going to like this, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was just shopping just now. <laughs> yeah. And these hot girls said I was cute and could get it. He goes, hold on. Let me open up my smartphone and see what happened. As Anthony's life up until now. Nope, nope, dude. Uh, What they said was you're old. You're kind of cute. But you know what? He could still get it. So they did say that you could get it. But there was a qualifier there. Now, I know what I did next was wrong, which was slow the car down, take my foot off the gas, and kick reality out of the car and peel off. That was wrong. And reality, I think reality might sue me. I don't know. But he, he sometimes he does that when I kick his ass out of the house. But what I realized was he, reality was right. Reality was telling me the truth. The girl did say I could get it. But she did add the qualifier, he's old, but he's kind of cute and could still get it. Now, to me, what that means is I still have it. She still finds me attractive enough to have sex with, but she'd have to go through a whole lot of other people first before she got down to me. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, there's a whole list of people that would have to either reject her or do something bad to her or something or not be available before she would get down to the bottom of the barrel of her 20-year-old delicious ass to have sex with me. You understand? It's like those trains over in Japan where they take everybody and they crush their body into the train, you know? Or if you're, you know, and they just slam the door behind you and that knob of the door hits you in the ass and leaves a bruise. Okay, you got hit in the ass with the door and the knob hurts you. And you're crushing, having a hard time breathing because there's so many people packed into the train. But you're on the train. You are now riding. It's not comfortable. It's not the way you want to ride. It's not going to be a comfortable trip. It's going to be a pain in the ass. You may not be able to take it anymore and have to get off and wait for another train because it's too packed in here. You may realize that even when you get to your destination, there's so many people on the train going to the same place that you still may not get what you want. But you're on the train, and it was the same thing with that woman. I wasn't her first choice, second choice, 80th choice. But she found me attractive enough barely to have sex with. It wasn't going to happen. But I was on the train. And sometimes being on the train is good enough. And that's why I kicked reality out of the car. Unfortunately, when I got home, reality was right there, waiting for me, laughing, holding up my birth certificate and saying, brother, when you watch the TV show, I love the 80s, 
You remember that shit. So you are not young, but you're not old, but you're not getting that woman either. How about that? Reality's a good friend. But sometimes a good friend needs to get their ass kicked. Fuck you, reality. Fuck you and fuck all shows named after you. All right, my friends, we knocked out another one. Thank you very much for coming by and checking out what I'm doing here. I really appreciate it. Now, remember, the home base for the podcast is santhonysays.podbean.com. That's where you see all of my social links to all of the, uh, you know, the social media that's hooked up to the to the podcast. Uh, thank you for stopping by. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. Recommend me to your friends. Recommend that they subscribe. Blackmail them to subscribe if you have to. I'm okay with that. You dig? <laughs> um, I just want to thank you very much. If you like what you hear, tell your friends. Um, and once again, as always, much love to you all. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. S. Anthony out. here.